What is up, Baton Rouge? Welcome to the second season of the Tiger Pride Podcast presented by 225 Magazine. I'm your host, Mark Clements, back again for another year of the show, and we're really excited uh, for our first episode to kick it off. We're going to bring you exclusive interviews with different players and coaches for the next two months leading into LSU's season opening matchup against Miami in Dallas on September 2nd in Jerry World. Uh, it's going to be a great showcase of, of LSU versus Miami on the national stage. Uh, really exciting game. Jarrett Roser, my co-host, is going to rejoin us in a couple weeks, and he and I will spend uh, the next month or so breaking down uh, all things LSU football this fall, offense, defense, special teams, players to watch, predictions, and uh, like I mentioned, more interviews with different players and coaches leading into and throughout the season. Our first one we're really excited to bring you is a one-on-one that we had the chance to sit down with new offensive coordinator Steve Ensminger and talk to him uh, all things offense. There's been so many question marks uh, circling the LSU offense this year. Who's going to play quarterback? How's the running back room shaping up? The transfer of Joe Burrow, what does that mean to the quarterback room? Tons of talent at the wide receiver and tight end position. How does he hope to utilize those? And really overall, what will the offense look like this year? We've seen um, a decade and a half of uh, less miles run offenses. And uh, last year we saw the Matt Canada offense, which is something a little bit different. And now Steve Ensminger is uh, at the helm in a full-time role. Uh, what can LSU fans expect? He answers all these questions and more. We hope you enjoy this interview. Um, stay tuned for this one, and we got plenty more coming in the next two months. We hope you enjoy it. Mark Clements over at LSU with uh, new LSU offensive coordinator Steve Ensminger. And, uh, Coach, I appreciate your time being with us today. Um, let's kind of go back to you um, taking the job when you first decided to, to become the full-time OC. And you talked about why the timing seemed right at the time. Now that you're kind of – in it full swing and doing the recruiting, doing the game planning, installing the offense. Do you still feel like this was the right time, the right calling for you at this moment? I, I thought it was uh, for the kids. I really did. Right. You know, they, uh, the ones that are on this this uh, uh, team right now, this offense has gone through four coordinators, you know, uh, actually right. three up until this year and everything else. And uh, uh, I, I thought it was fair for them, you know, uh, to only take it over. Uh, I, know, I know them all. Uh, they know how I am. They know how I treat them uh, instead of having to change a whole offense and everything else. And we've changed a lot of our offense, but uh, I trust them. They trust me. And, and I, the only reason I did, I did for Coach O. I really did. And, uh, and I did for these kids. I, I just thought it would be too big a transition uh, not to take it and, uh, and have them learn something else. Right. And LSU fans saw you in the OC role in 2016 interim. And it wasn't really your playbook, but even the first game you took over, you saw a lot of things change, and whether it was play calling and kind of offense opened up a little bit more. Expectations for this fall, how similar and how different will it look from what we did see in 2016? Uh, it, it'll be somewhat different. There's no doubt about it. You know, uh, uh, the job as a coordinator and, and my staff is to uh, evaluate what our talent is, to, to put the uh, the most talented kids we have on the field, you know, uh, uh, for an example, in 2016, heck, I had uh, Leonard and Darius Geis. You know, right, I, right. They, they wasn't coming off the field, you know. So, so it was. Uh, so I knew we was going to run some. I knew was, we had to do a lot more play action, a lot more nakeds off of it. Uh, I knew we had to throw the football down the field more, and it kind of just it, it kind of worked out right, you know. And and we had the talent to do that, you know. And uh, we tweaked some of the offense. We we put, like I said, more play action pass, more nakeds. We uh, we did a lot more motioning uh, to help our receivers get off press and things like that. So. Uh, 
uh, it worked out good. This this year's different. Well, you know, we, you know, we 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 coming back. We don't know who our center is. I mean, we we have a pretty good idea. Right. But going into spring ball, don't know who our center is. Don't know who our quarterback is. Don't know who our who our tailback is. You know, uh, we have very little experience coming back in, in, at the wide receiver, even though I think we're very talented there. So. Uh, the spring was very important for, for us as a coaching staff to get a feel for what's our best talent to put on the field, you know. And so uh, I think you'll see a lot more different formations. I think you'll see a little bit more one back instead of the eye. I think uh, uh, just like we did the first game in 16, I think you'll see a lot more RPOs. Uh, I think uh, uh, my job and our job as a staff is to uh, to create mismatches, try to get our best receiver on a linebacker or a safety or, or things of that nature or get our running back on a linebacker. So uh, that's what we're going to try to do. And, uh, what, what what that works out to right now, I don't know. We're we're still we're still evaluating. We still uh, you know during spring, uh, you know, we we had uh, two weeks of practice, then we took a spring break and we came back and you had to kind of review what you already had in. So right. it really only left us two weeks uh, to install anymore. So we only had about fifty percent of our offense in. So we have to get that in this summer, preparing for two days. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any worry or concern in your mind since you haven't been an offensive coordinator full time in ten years or so? Is there any worry on your end just getting back into the swing of things, or do you think since you've been involved in football, you've kind of been right there next to whether it's Matt Canada, Cam Cameron, whoever it was, you feel like you, you're ready to rock and roll? I do. Uh, I'm not concerned about it at all. You know, heck, if, if I can prepare a game for in one week, you know, <laughs> I, I think you give me uh, you give me seven or eight months, I think I'll be better prepared for it. But I, I'm not concerned with it. I think the, the biggest thing is uh, I think the confidence that Coach O has in me, I think the confidence that our players have in me, uh, I – I won't be conservative. Uh, uh, if 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 they're going to give us something to throw the football, we're going to throw it at them. You know, so uh, uh, I just think uh, I think in this league right here, when you have a chance to take advantage and throw the football or run the football, you got to take advantage of it. Then it doesn't matter. Hey, it's first down, it's third down, whatever. Hey, they're going to give me this opportunity, this one on one. We're going to take it. And you mentioned the the quarterbacks and that battle that's going on right there. And you kind of have four guys with sort of four different skill sets. Everyone brings something else different to the table. Do you have? a prototypical quarterback of what you want to run your offense, or are you going to kind of work around what the guys you have on the field? No, we're going to work around what we have on the field. We're going to work around, uh, again, going back to, uh, you know, uh, we might be better at three wides uh, as, our, as our base offense. We might be better at four wides as our base offense. So all that will predicate who's the quarterback, all that, which one fits into that scheme and everything else. And um, uh, so once we decide that, and we have a pretty good idea of it, then we're going to conform this summer uh, of teaching our quarterbacks, this is what we're going to be, this is what we're going to base out of and everything else. Now can you run this offense? And so LSU fans have seen Justin, Miles, and Lowell. What did you guys see in Joe to want to bring him in? I guess what, what else, what piece does he bring to that quarterback room? Well, you know, um, I, I haven't been allowed to watch Joe throw or anything, right. you know, but the evaluation on the film and the, and the research that we did on him, talking to coaches, uh, you know, I talked to a, a lot of coaches who, who knew him, who recruited him, who watched him play. Um, and, and they all say, uh, and the thing that shows up on the film, the thing that showed up when he came on his official visit, he's a very mature young man, you know. He, um, uh, he, he's a football intelligent young man, you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't say hey, he has an overly strong arm, but he's very accurate and he anticipate throws, and so he brings a lot to the table. Mm-hmm. What are you looking to see out of that quarterback battle this, as it gets into the fall and, you know, one guy needs to emerge? Well, I, I think this. I think uh, – there's two things. It's, it's got to be consistency. It has to be decision-making and explosive plays, okay? What, what quarterback 
uh, can be accurate. What, what quarterback's going to make the right decisions, not put us in a bad uh, in, in a bad light? Uh, you know, if this if this covers roles here, am I going to the right place? So decision making is really big. But I think uh, you know the the quarterback who can go out there with what we're trying to do offensively and make explosive plays, he has a chance to be the quarterback. And you talked about the receiver core being one of the strongest points on the not only on the offense but on the whole team. Not a lot of experience, but just littered with five-star freak shows in terms of size and speed. Um, what's that competition been like, and has any guy guys emerged so far, kind of the the front of that pack? Well, you you look at um, you know you look at spring practice and everything else, and like I said, uh, a lot of the fans in Baton Rouge they don't know who our receivers are right now. Right. You know, we kind of returned uh, uh, Drake Davis, who played played a limited role last year, but made some plays. We returned Derek Dillon. You know, but you saw in the spring game and during spring, you saw uh, Justin Jefferson make some plays, and I think he's going to be an outstanding receiver. You saw. Uh, uh, the Giles kid uh, makes some plays. So I think they're going to emerge quickly right now and make plays for us. And, and then we have these young, young kids coming in, uh, uh, Terrence Marshall. We have uh, uh, Jamar Chase. We have uh, Keenan Jones. We have Dre Jenkins. And uh, so it's good. I, I'll be honest with you, we haven't had that depth here. Uh, I wish we had that depth here last year. You know, uh, we ended up only playing four or five receivers and with all the motions and jets and everything else we did, uh, you know, yeah, at, at some points you feel like they wore down. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we have depth there. And, I, and I've told Coach Sullivan, I've told Coach Mickey Joseph, uh, hey, we're going to roll them in there. You know, they're going to make mistakes and everything else. But uh, we got some kids who, who can run, play, catch, and uh, we're going to roll them in there and give them a chance. You know, hey, run down the field and go catch a go route. You know, so uh, they're going to have their opportunities. Mm -hmm. What is the addition of Giles to that group? Obviously, he was here last year, had to sit out. But what does his addition bring to that to the table? Well, yeah, I tell you, he's a lot like Joe. He he, he has the experience. He's he's played in big games. He there's a maturity about him. He he he's a young man. I I don't know this. He caught six or seven passes at Texas Tech before he transferred here. He's a guy who 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 has run the RPOs and knows how to run them. You know, he's a guy who 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 works very hard. He's a young man who who's done a good job during spring of catching the football, make the first guy miss, and make a big play out of right. it. So that's what we're excited about. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Thaddeus and Foster uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. and they were mentioning the tight ends are kind of used all over the place in this offense. What do you expect out of them uh, this fall? Well, they better be ready because, uh, you know, I, uh, that, that's my group. You know, I, right, I've been right. with them. I've been with them. I've recruited them and everything else, and I love them to death. And, uh, and they, they kind of – they have the worst of all worlds, you know, because uh, I have a personal relationship with them and the Fs and because I've coached them and everything else. So anything they do wrong, it's multiplied, you know, because that's, that's <laughs> my position, guys, you know. Yeah. So, but, uh, no, I expect big things out of them. You know, I, you start talking about personnel. You know, the, the fight right now as far as the staff is, hey, is it three, four wides? Is it two tight ends? Because yeah, we got two great tight ends, and and we are going to move them around. They're going to have to. They will line up as in tight end position. They'll line up off the ball. They'll line up in a slot position. They'll line up. You saw in the spring. They'll line up as a wideout. You yeah. saw Jamal Pettigrew catch the ball out on the sideline on third and eight and go make a play for us. So we're going to move them around. We're gonna, like I said, we're going to move them all around. The our F position, our Y position, and all our receiver position. You'll see them in multiple formations. You'll see them in multiple positions. And the running back group, uh, LSU fans have been kind of spoiled with. Darius Leonard, Jeremy Hill, all these guys who have been here the you know the past few years. Not that the, not that the running back group isn't talented, but just a little more inexperienced, a little more question marks. What have you seen from those guys? Uh, I guess in particular Nick, who's a little bit older, and, and Clyde, who kind of we saw some flashes of last year. Well, you know what? It's kind of uh, and, and I think Nick's done an outstanding job, but it's uh, it goes back to. You know, uh, in 16, uh, we're, we're our team, you know. I, I really don't know if we have the eye back right now. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, all these guys who we brought in the last couple of years uh, have been one-back backs. You know, uh, Nick and Clyde and uh, Tate Provins and uh, – 
uh, heck, I'm missing one. I know I'm getting in trouble over that, but uh, uh, Lenard. Okay? Right. Yeah. They, were, they were all one-back guys, so, uh, you know, it fits them, okay? Uh, are we going to run the eye? Yes, we're going to run the eye because uh, there's you know, people are so much spread right now. Uh, it kind of goes in a circle. That a lot of teams don't know how to play the eye, you know. So, But, yes, we will run that and everything else. But I think uh, the zone read stuff with the quarterback, the RPOs and everything else, I think it fits what our running backs do. Do you expect it to be less of, uh, like I said in the past, it was Darius was the guy and you kind of had a secondary guy, or Leonard was the guy and then Darius came in. Do you expect this to be more of a running back by committee? I do. I do. Uh, I, I don't see – uh, really, I don't see a whole lot of difference, uh, and there is, and e- each one of them is different. I think uh, you, you take Nick, for example. Nick is a very patient runner and, and, and can make a great cut for you. You, know, you take Clyde. Clyde can make the next one miss, you know, and, and Clyde, Clyde can take it for, for uh, a big game. You take Lenard. Uh, uh, Lenard not only runs the ball hard and probably one of our most physical backs, but he's great on third downs and pass protection, you know. And then you take the two freshmen in here. Tate Proven has a, has a gear that I that I don't know if the rest of them has as far as speed and stuff like that. And then you take the Curry Curry kid who just got in here. We know he's a physical back, so I do believe it will be running back by committee. Yeah, um, and I know you're not a big social media guy. You don't have to read or get involved in all of that. But do you ever hear or get a sense of the of the pressure of running an offense at LSU? Just kind of what the pressure has been like the past few years. And do you do you feel that? And do you have any response? To that or any, I I know what the pressures are at LSU. You yeah. know, I, I I've been here. I've, I've offensive coordinator at in the SEC, uh, and, and LSU is different. I know it. I played quarterback. I've coached here and everything else. I know what the expectations are, and and I, I don't have to read social media. I don't have to read Twitter or anything else to understand that. I don't read none of that. I don't <laughs> read the paper, and and people say that I, I don't. And our coaches come in and say, "Hey, did you read this?" I said, "No, I don't read that stuff." You know, so uh, it, it doesn't bother me. I know what the pressure is. So if just uh, in the final note, then I'll let you go. If there's a message, if you have a message to LSU fans who might be concerned about the offense, just given the number of question marks at different p- positions, what would be your message to them to to not be worried, stay calm, let's just see what what you bring out week one. Well, uh, I guess the, the one message I can say this is uh, I, we're going to put a good product on the field. Uh, uh, don't get comfortable in your seats. Uh, uh, we, we're going to throw the football. We're going to throw it downfield. And, hey, if it's the best personnel to be four wides, we'll be that. If the best personnel is to be uh, uh, be in the eye, we'll do that. But uh, it, it, won't be, it won't be the same play over and over. We won't line up in the eye and try to pound people and everything else. Uh, we're going to move the football around. We're going to go fast at times. We, we're going to slow it down. We're going to uh, – it'll be different. So, you know what, uh, stay on the edge of your seat and get ready, and let, let's see what can make it happen. I'm sure that I get a lot of uh, LSU fans excited. Thanks again for your time, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. That'll do it for our first episode of Season 2 of the Tiger Pride Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our sit-down with Coach Steve Insminger. The next few episodes we bring you are going to be uh, more exclusive interviews we had with different players on LSU's football team. We have Devin White, Greedy Williams, Jonathan Giles, Thaddeus Moss, Foster Morrow, tons of guys that we talked to uh, over the summer that we're going to um, bring to you over the next few episodes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can search for 225 Magazine or the Tiger Pride Podcast and find it there. Or go find us on SoundCloud. Just search for 225 Magazine and uh, and subscribe to us there. And all these will come straight to your phone when we update it. Be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. And be sure to follow us on our social media, facebook.com slash 225 Magazine. On Instagram and Twitter at 225 Baton Rouge, our LSU issue is uh, hot in the making. We've put a lot of work into it, a lot of interviews, a lot of uh, photography sessions, a lot of podcasts recorded. It's going to be a great issue. Uh, We know you're going to enjoy it. So be on the lookout for that in early August. Um, In the next few weeks, stay tuned for the podcast. Jarrett and I will come at you real shortly. 
Thanks for listening. Have a great day.